welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is April the 3rd. I'm with Scott Patty for another Words of Grace podcast. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon. So we are in a full week this week. Yeah, Easter week. That's right. Easter week. We were Palm Sunday was yesterday and uh, had a great service. A lot of new faces yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we have Good Friday coming up uh, this Friday and Easter Sunday. We'll have two services. And so mm. make sure you're checking all the details online because yeah. there's a lot going on this yeah, week. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we're praying that this will be a very full week of not yeah. only activity, but the Lord working in people's lives, yeah. our church, building us up, people coming to faith. That's mm-hmm. what we're praying for this week. Yeah. 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 And uh, I was, I don't know who it was, Scott. I was talking to someone in the hall and they were mentioning how the Good Friday service is one of their favorite services. At oh, Grace. Good. Good. So good, exciting to be with the church this Friday and uh, celebrating the cross and Sunday, the resurrection. So it'll be a Great week. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for a great sermon uh, yesterday. And uh, we were in First Peter. I know you talked a little bit about how you're going to be looking at, you know, three sermons within Mm -hmm. this section here. And uh, but want to touch on a little bit. uh, We obviously started uh, on Sunday before the sermon, uh, just praying for the events that occurred uh, last week in our city. Uh, And uh, it was definitely a little bit heavier week uh, in Nashville. Yeah, it was a very tough week last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but remind us, it was you. You mentioned three ways that we can be thinking about praying uh, mm-hmm. for what's occurred in our city, and just do you mind kind of giving us rehash? Okay. I think that was helpful okay. um, for our people, and I know me- people mentioned the words of grace that you sent out on Friday, and so okay. yeah, touch a little bit on that. Um, yeah, I was praying at the beginning of the service, and we talked just a little bit. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast knows about the shooting that happened in our city at a school, a Christian school. And, it, you know, if, if we want to talk proximity, you know, mm-hmm. this is close. Yeah. These are, this was in our, in our neighborhood, our part mm-hmm. of the city, a sister church that started this school. Many of our church people um, have had children in that school, mm-hmm. and we know people in that school. Some of us know personally the headmaster of that school. Yeah who was killed. So uh, yeah, it's been, it, it's been a close week and I mm-hmm. was trying to, I just wanted to pray. And I've been thinking a lot. I think a lot about how, how, uh, what the Lord uses to get us through these times. Mm-hmm. And I say the Lord, because I mean that we're Christians and we, we turn to the Lord. Um, when, when we go through any kind of tragedy, suffering, mm-hmm. uh, trauma, uh, and we turn to the Lord as Christians in a, in a way that's different. You know, he's our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to, we were doing that. We were turning to the Lord, which is what we do. Mm-hmm. And, but I've been thinking a lot about how, what the Lord uses. And, and there were three things that I wanted to, that I prayed about. And I guess I'll say them again here. I think the Lord uses time mm-hmm. and we have to remember that, that it just takes time. We, yeah. we don't get over things quickly. Yeah. Um, the the body doesn't heal quickly and nor does the mind and the emotions and mm-hmm. nor do we get even our spiritual equilibrium back quickly yeah. sometimes uh we have to walk through mm-hmm. things and that that takes time so i'm praying that we will be patient and that the time in the in the hands of god will be a tool we can pray for that also truth mm-hmm. 
Um, time and truth is very important. Time in truth, uh, or truth in time is very important. So I'm really wanting us to encourage, encouraging us to hold on to the truth. We can, I, I don't have time here to unpack yeah. it in this short podcast, but I wrote about it and then Sunday's message or before the message in, uh, in the prayer, we talked about that. Hmm. But we just need to hold on to what's true. And the Bible is true. The hmm. word of God is true. The promises of God are true. What's revealed about God is true. Yeah. And so we need to go there and don't be ashamed to go there. Don't don't be timid to go there. Go there mm-hmm. and hold on in your mind and in your in your heart to the truth of who God is and and what He has promised and what He will do and what He is doing right now. Yeah. So reminding ourselves of the truth in time, and then doing that together. Mm-hmm. I think those are three things we need each other, and uh, we have to be patient with each other. I was so happy to see people in our church on Sunday who were very close to this. Yeah. They were at church. Yep. They said, we need each other. Yeah. And with the body of Christ, we, we bring truth to each other. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I, I just would, those are tools in the hands of, in the hands of God to bring us through things, time, truth, and togetherness. So let's remember it and try to live it and the Lord will get us through. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for those encouraging words and would encourage those that, that maybe got the words of grace uh, on Friday. If you mm-hmm. haven't been able to read it, maybe you had a busy weekend, I would encourage you to go back because it was really helpful as I read it. Too, yeah, and it's today. online too. And it's online. Yeah. So I encourage you to do that. And uh, But real quick, give us a little bit of an overview um, from the sermon on Sunday. Well, it's interesting. Uh, the sermon was on the entrusted life that Christ lived. Mm. And um, man, it related. I think. Yeah, I think it to did. What yeah. we've been talking about over the the last week, in trying to deal with the the trauma and the and the and the grief, Jesus' whole life was a life of suffering to some degree. Hmm. It doesn't mean that every day he woke up miserable. I'm not trying to say that. Right, I'm saying right. though that from from beginning to end, incarnation to crucifixion, there's a level of suffering in in his life. Hmm. And that's why Peter said he continued entrusting himself to God. Hmm. And so the summary that I gave of the life of Jesus on Palm Sunday, before we get to the death of Jesus on Good Friday, the summary is what I called the entrusted life. Yeah. He entrusted everything about himself Hmm. to the will of God the Father. So that by the time he got to the end, John 17, he said, I have accomplished the work that you have given me to do. That took an everyday entrustment, giving over control, care, guidance, everything about his life, giving it over to God in submission, and then trusting him with it. Yeah. So that's the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Peter then later in First Peter says, likewise, we, mm-hmm. when we're suffering, are to entrust our lives to God. Yeah. And it's the entrustment of our lives to God that keeps us faithful to Him in any kind of suffering that we yeah. go through. So that, yeah. that was that was the it was an interesting Palm Sunday sermon, I yeah. know. But yeah. what I was trying to do is rather than go through the whole life of Jesus mm-hmm. by detail, you know, I was just trying to say let's sum it up in in the First Peter passage because that's where we yeah. are in First Peter. Yeah. So yeah, the entrusted life. There was a there was a good call towards the end of the sermon. It was really a call for those that may be considering Jesus. Mm. And uh, I heard people say how helpful this was 
was to, you need to pick up the gospel and just look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Like, really just look at him mm-hmm. and look at who he was and what he said and how he lived mm-hmm. and how he died. And it was just, I thought that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes, you know, for me, maybe others may feel this, that you can pick up the Bible and and you don't look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't look at Jesus. You mm-hmm. just kind of are going over the facts, but it was a really a good call, I think, towards the end of the sermon of just gazing at Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that was good, especially as we're in Easter week. Mm. The one question I had, uh, Scott, and maybe we need to spend some time talking on this, is you know, the first part of your sermon, you spent a lot of time talking about the suffering of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I begin to think to myself, how does the suffering of Jesus really practically help me in my suffering? Okay. How does it help me and encourage me as I'm living here in 2023? And as you said, we, we walk through various degrees of suffering in this life. Mm-hmm. How does seeing the suffering of Jesus mm-hmm. help me? Okay. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, one, certainly we have a Savior who has suffered. Right. Who did suffer, and he knows what suffering is like. Mm-hmm. That would, secondly, lead to us understanding that because he knows what suffering is like, Mm -hmm. he can bear our burdens. Yeah. He can bear our suffering. Mm -hmm. He can show us how to suffer. Mm -hmm. Uh, He shows us how to suffer by because he entrusted his life to the Father, and we entrust our lives to the Father. We watch what Jesus did in suffering. Right. Um, another one would be uh, uh, stop numbering because I don't know what number I'm on. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. But um, he shows us not only how to entrust our, God, our our lives to God when we're suffering, but he showed us how to treat people when we're suffering. Yeah. He was reviled. He didn't revile in return. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. Yeah, I think you said like he entrusted his enemies. He entrusted yeah. his enemies to God. Yeah. You know he didn't he didn't take matters into his own hands mm-hmm. to to get revenge. Right to revile in return, to repay evil with evil, to threaten. Uh, he entrusted them to God. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Jesus staying faithful in mm-hmm. suffering, so that encourages us to be faithful. Jesus never compromised in suffering. He suffered temptation. And he didn't, he didn't release, he didn't relieve the pressure of temptation by sinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, he teaches us how to be faithful in temptation. Yeah. Um, he didn't relieve the suffering of this natural world by chasing off after things that would bring him momentary pleasure. Mm-hmm. So we likewise, we, we follow that example of knowing how to live faithful to God in our suffering. Yeah. I think one more, uh, the suffering of Jesus reminds us that we're going to suffer. Peter mm-hmm. says it here in the text that we were looking at on Sunday. He said, um, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. Mm-hmm. Follow in his steps for what? Mm. For suffering. Yeah. And entrusting our lives to God in our suffering. Mm. And so that just tells us we're going to suffer. Yeah. Then the question becomes, why? Mm. Why? To what end? Mm. People see the righteousness of God through the suffering of God's people. Yeah. When God's people suffer for doing right, which is what Peter is talking about here in, mm. in this whole section. I mean, again, you got to stay, you know, mm-hmm. stay with the context. He, he says, for what credit, we're in, we're in 1 Peter chapter 2, and here's verse 20. For what credit is it if when you, when you sin, you are beaten for it and you endure? But if when you do good and you suffer for it and you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. Mm. How is that? Why is that? Mm. 
Well, because God is showing his, his self, himself, and his righteousness to people. Mm-hmm. And when his people, saved by grace, live uh, faithful to him and then suffer, they're going to suffer mm-hmm. for it because this is a broken world. The immediate response to the righteousness of God's people mm-hmm. is not acceptance. Yeah. It's ridicule and rejection. Why? Because it's a sinful and broken world. Mm-hmm. But in that suffering, the Lord uses it to turn people's attention to His righteousness through the suffering righteousness of His people. Yeah, It's just the way mm-hmm. it works in yeah. a broken world. And so when His people stay faithful, they are proving God to be righteous and true and just and gracious. And, mm. and uh, that is precious in the sight of God. Yeah. So for all those reasons, you know, wh- whether it be showing us that we're going to suffer whether it be showing us how to suffer, what to do with our lives when we suffer, how to entrust when we suffer, mm-hmm. how to remain faithful. Mm-hmm. For all those reasons, knowing that Jesus suffered yeah, and, uh, in, and in his suffering entrusted himself to God is a deep encouragement to us yeah. to live the same way yeah. and, to, and to really to entrust him and trust our souls to him yeah. so that he can keep us in our suffering. And that's yeah. coming, by the way, as yeah. we work our way through this part of First Peter 2 for Good Friday and Easter. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, it was a great sermon, and and I think there's been a word that I've heard you say a lot at Grace over the last, I feel like, six months, uh, maybe longer, is to entrust. Yeah. And what a great word to think on and meditate on of of how we entrust our lives to God. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we saw that from the example of Jesus on Sunday. And and again, look forward to a great week on Good Friday uh, coming up Mm -hmm. and uh, Easter Sunday. And Mm -hmm. so uh, appreciate all you're doing, and we look Mm -hmm. forward to a great week together. Thanks, man. All right.